Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Beats View Podcast. I'm one of your co-host, Harjot Suri. Uh, Varun isn't able to join us today, but he does send his regards. He hopes everyone's doing amazing too. But in regards to talk about amazing people, I got me one of my homegirls from York. Our guest today, Miss Emily Clark. How are you doing? Oh my god, hi, I'm doing well. <laughs> um, for the people at home, tell them like, like who you are. Who is Emily? Yeah, for sure. Well, hi, everyone. My name is Emily, pronoun she and her, and I'm in my third year at York doing a double major in kinesiology and health science and psychology. Um, a little bit about myself. I work as an instructor therapist in King City. Very fun. And I do lots of volunteer work working with kids, people of different abilities, all that fun stuff. Awesome. And for those of you that don't know at home, me and Emily, we're pretty good friends, I would like to say. <laughs> um we also are part of the same kind of extracurriculars being like our council at school, as well as the fact that we're in the same program. But what's really cool is like, we are taking very different pathways in the sense of like, yes, we're in, we're in kin, but based on what you've heard from me and based on what you just heard from Emily, you can clearly tell that we're doing totally two totally separate things, but still fall under the same undergrad. Um, Emily, do you want to talk a little bit about what you meant by um, like working with kids, like your volunteer experience as well as your job? Yeah, for sure. So right now my job is an instructor therapist, meaning that I provide ABA services for kids with autism. So basically I do one-on-one therapy with kids with autism to help with like problematic behaviors, stuff like that, um, and prepare them to go to school and be prepared for the real world. Along with that, I volunteer with a nonprofit organization called Willow Youth Network, where we run a bunch of workshops for young girls and for young people based on like important topics that they may not necessarily learn at home or at school. Um, what else really? I feel like I'm always working with kids or working with different people. No, you I also do a lot. Like, always, yeah. <laughs> something every day. And then I also volunteer at the Danceability Movement. So I volunteer dance as a volunteer dance teacher as well. So very fun. I, I just remember the one time that I actually saw you do like participating in this with like you being a plane. Probably yes. one of the best moments always I've ever had. Always a good time. We're always, always a good time. <laughs> um, talking a little bit about like your kinesiology. I know I've kind of gave my spiel about like what I've thought about it, but your opinion. I know we've also had COVID, but like, what have been your thoughts about just being a part of Kin, being at York, good, bad? Honestly, it's been a love-hate at York because I have a I love Kin as a program, but also there are some very challenging courses which make it very difficult for me. Um, but at the same time, I do love the content. It's just sometimes it's really hard to put the difference between loving the content but also having to put in the work to get a good mark. Literally um, fizz to literally fizz to right now. <laughs> But York has been pretty great. I found a great community of people. I've made lots of friends and have been able to get involved in so many ways. So that's one plus that I really liked about being at York. And that's where I met you. Oh that's my fun. God, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, York's honestly been a very thriving community. I think it's, I don't, know, I don't know if you feel the same way, but it's kind of been a path in the sense of like, sorry, not a path. I just mean it's been it's been challenging navigating where you fit in versus where like you don't really vibe or like you don't, necessarily know what you're doing so like I think for me first year I I participated in like a lot of clubs where I tried to get involved with a lot of clubs I grabbed a lot of pamphlets when they did the club when they, when they did the club event but yeah I think like this year has finally shown me like where I belong like at song a part of council I think I've really found a place where like I find myself most comfortable I don't know if you feel the same way but it's I think that's been like a big step for me in university and I feel like with many other people just finding a place of comfort at your university because it's hard you know 
Yeah, for sure. I totally agree. I mean, feel like even right now, I've definitely have found my place of comfort, but I think it was a little bit opposite for me on my journey. Whereas in first year, I did not go to any of the club things. I did not participate. But as soon as we went online, I took that time to research, see where I fit, try all these new things, and then I found my place. And we love that. Also, for those of you that don't know council, there's a couple of positions, you know, you've got promotions, you've got GP admin, you also got president. By the way, I don't know if you know this, you probably don't, but we're actually speaking to the future president of the 2022-2023 school year. By the way, Miss Emily won her election. Do you want to talk about what it was like running for an election? Thank you, thank you. Yes, honestly, it was a little scary. This is my first time. I won't even lie to you, running for like an elected position at school or in the college itself. So it was definitely nerve wracking for me because I was like, okay, have to do a speech, all these things, answer questions, whatever, be there for the people. And then, so that was very, but it was also exciting at the same time because I got to go through it all. And then I was successful as well. So that was also very fun. Honestly, I think I think we have a little bit more enjoyment when we actually succeed and like for the position we run for rather than not get it. It can be a little bit tough, but yeah, I think I have never experienced it in the sense of like, I've never run for an, a, a, an elected position, but I can imagine like putting your name out there like that must have been, it, it could be nerve wracking, but at the same time, like, you know, you're doing it for the community and you know, you want to better those, better like those around you or just help those around you. And I think that's like awesome. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, I know you did mention that you're doing a double major. Do you want to talk about like what made you choose psychology as your second major or in general like deferring between a minor and a major in the sense of like why you chose either or yeah for sure so when i started off when i was even from high school picking my program um i did have the opportunity to take a psychology class in grade 11 and i was also gifted to have the opportunity to take a kinesiology course in grade 12 as well and then honestly my mentor in high school like my favorite teacher all time shout out mr samuel he was my favorite teacher at the time. He was teaching kinesiology and he just made it so enjoyable to, to learn. So honestly, that's where I was like, okay, kinesiology is the major for me. And then, so I chose kinesiology. And then while I was in my first year, I got the opportunity to take some psychology courses as well. And then I realized I really like both of these programs. What do I do? <laughs> so I looked into it a little bit and I was like, okay, um, since you needed all these credits that were outside of your major that, to get just different experience in different classes, I was like, okay, let me take some psychology classes and take these because I enjoy them. And then I realized that I reached a point where I was taking a lot of psychology classes and I was like, okay, let me make something out of this. So I turned it into a minor. I kept on taking classes in it and I was like, okay, let me just make this a major. And then now I get to do both the things that I love and learn about them. That's phenomenal. And like, I know that when it comes to like actually doing your undergraduate degree, they always say that they, re they recommend that you minor in something just so like you're not just in your field. But like even think about like today's like world, do you think that like it's important to have like a dull major kind of puts you over any other people in terms of like positions you apply for in the sense of in the sense of like having more knowledge or like being, I guess, accredited based on the undergraduate major degrees you have? I think it depends on the field for sure, because right now kinesiology and psychology are definitely both under faculty of health, which is very nice. Mm -hmm. um, they're very they're similar in a sense of like some of our programs and classes overlap, which I really enjoy. And those are always tend to be my favorite classes. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it does put me at an advantage when it, in certain times, because when I think about it right now, my job as an instructor therapist is normally 
someone who would have this job is usually in the psychology field, but having kinesiology as well gives me the opportunity to venture into different things if I want to. So now like it's opened up my options for when I graduate. So if I feel like going into something that's more related to psychology, I can versus something in kinesiology, I can as well. So it gives me more options, especially if I'm not 100% about my choice or if I ever feel like changing my mind about what I want to do in the future. That's awesome. I know that's that's really good to have that flexibility or even to have like that different perspective. And I guess like that's kind of the pro when they tell you like take courses outside your degree, they're kind of pushing you to kind of diversify yourself. Cause I feel like once we enter the job market or like once we actually leave university, we kind of, we're, we're kind of really exposed to the whole world in the sense of like, okay, you're competing for jobs. You're competing for positions that not a lot of people get. So what makes you stand out? It's, it's, it's pretty much like when you do an interview for an actual position as well. Yeah. Uh, sure. No, were you going to say something? No, I was just saying, yeah, for sure. Like it definitely opens up your options. I won't even lie to you. When I first got to York, I was very skeptical. Skeptical. I was like, why do I have to take all of these classes that aren't related to my major? I don't math. I'm doing these. Math. We don't talk about math here. <laughs> but, and then I realized it was honestly for the greater good. True. Yeah. So kind of kind of talking about math well not necessarily math but oh, no. <laughs> a, li- a little bit of a, a thing about degrees so the thing about undergraduate degrees for those of you that don't know you can have a bachelor of arts or a bachelor of science kinesiology you can have either or some programs i believe that you can only have a bachelor of science in or and some programs you can only have a bachelor of arts in but can being the field that it is you can have you can have either or not necessarily both but emily i know bsc and ba is kind of a topic that is like it's very prevalent to you in the sense of like deciding between the two do you want to talk about that a bit yes I won't even lie to you it was a very challenging choice for me when I tell you when I got to York I was BSc by my second year I was BA by that summer I was BSc here I am in my third year back to BA (laughs) it's been an interesting ride for that debate for me Um, but honestly some of the biggest differences is basically just taking like math and like some science courses like biology and like I think it was a computer science class. But for me, one thing that I disliked about the program, the kin program at York is that it tells you that you only you can pick any math class um, for like to apply. So obviously in high school, I was like, hey, why wouldn't I just take data management? Like this will be fun. And then I get to York in first year and our first recommended class is to take math, which is calculus, which I had never taken before. So that was very difficult for me. I tried taking it and honestly, I was not very successful with it. And when I thought about it, I just thought it would be easier for me to just switch to BA, no more math. And then at the same time with an arts degree, the programs I want to pursue further on still work for me and still take Bachelor of Art degrees. So I was like, no point in putting myself through extra money, extra stress if I don't have to. That's very true. And if I could just chime in about math, (laughs) I did take functions and calc in high school. I maybe had a grip of what was going on the first three weeks for this (laughs) math course that was a full year course. And... (laughs) <laughs> it just progressively got worse to the point where I'm like, yeah, my GPA is kind of messed up. And this is when I cared about my GPA. I still do, but like not as much because I'm not trying to go to med school. So I'm like, huh. <laughs> I'm like, huh. I'm not doing good. Maybe I'll take this later. And then COVID happened and then later became the, this current summer. I'm going to take a math course. But I digress. Math is hard. Okay. That's moral of the story. But touching upon like the difference between the B a BA and a BSc, I know there's a little bit of a stigma in, in the sense of like taking a BA over a BSc um, in the sense that like some individuals think that it's not 
it's not the same degree when it, in all actuality it is the same degree. But I can kind of see the pros and cons of taking either. And I don't, I don't remember if I've discussed this, but like for a BSc, like you said, like you're taking the sciences and taking the maths, and that can be beneficial if you do plan to go to like grad school. If you're doing med school, if you're doing like dental, because they need you to take specific science courses to actually apply to a program, at least in Canada. I don't know about the rest of the world. I know a lot of people go around the world. One of our <laughs> friends is going to Ireland for med school. Amazing. But, <laughs> but I know that regardless of like getting a B or BSc, like it's the same degree in the sense of like, if you don't plan to go to grad school, like it shouldn't necessarily, a grad school, like med school or dental school, like it shouldn't necessarily be a difference. What are your thoughts on that? No, I agree. Cause at first I honestly was really concerned about it. And that's why I definitely was like switching back and forth. Cause I was definitely worried. I was like, Oh, what if I don't get into the program I want? Or what if this just significantly affects it? Yeah. But I really thought about it. And I was like, at the same time, we're taking all the same classes. We're getting the same experiences. The only key difference mm-hmm. is taking credits of math, bio and computer science. And yeah. I still took the bios cause I did enjoy bio, but at the end of the day, I don't think it's a big enough difference to completely change the fate of whether or not we get accepted and even mm-hmm. if it does i won't really know until the time comes or unless they specifically state that which i don't think they will so yeah. i think honestly it's just to do what's best for you mm-hmm. if math and science isn't your scene don't do it and that's what i did i'm happier than ever and honestly like emily's one of the smartest people i know like don't <laughs> ne- don't worry about it being a stigma or like you not succeeding because you don't have the certain courses and again like even if you're doing a ba that doesn't that shouldn't deter you from taking science courses like if you still want to do science courses you totally can and vice versa like you still want to do psych courses you totally can with a bsc um in the at program like it's a mixture of people that are in a kin degree so we have people that are that have bscs and people that are doing bas both are successful in the program so again it it truly matters about like what your career path is but don't let don't let what people think about either degree deter you from taking it like do what's better for you like Part of me kind of wishes I did a BA, but also part of me is like, I really like bio. So that's kind of like where I'm at. Um, but speaking about career paths, Emily, what's like the, I know it's it's kind of daunting to ask you the end goal. What am I? What am I? A guidance counselor for grade 12? Ask you about what you want to do for the next four years. But anyways, like what's, what do you see yourself doing after this? Again. Well, right now, I've been pretty set on for the past couple of years now. I think that I can confidently say this is what I want to do. Um, I was hoping to go to grad school and hopefully become an occupational therapist, which is very exciting. For those of you who don't know, an occupational therapist is basically someone who achieves their master's and is like a healthcare professional. Um, So it's basically a professional. And I want to go specifically into pediatric OT, so that'd be working with kids. So it basically is just like a person who can work with a bunch of people with a bunch of different, like whether that be like physical, sensory, or like cognitive problems and help them like regain their independence in like any areas of their lives. So one of the biggest goals of OT is helping people regain their independence, whether that be like with things in their daily lives, physical tasks, stuff like that. So hopefully I can get into that. It's just a matter of applying and getting in in the next couple of months. And that's kind of awesome. Like it sounds like a very interesting field and I know you do great in it because again, you love working with kids and whatnot, but even just discussing like the process for that do you want to kind of touch upon like what it takes because honestly I don't know like the whole process of even applying and like getting in and what that means yeah for sure so right now in Ontario there's only or well there's five schools for OT or PT as well if you want to talk about that a little bit later but 
One of them is in Ottawa and is a French program. And I don't speak French, so unfortunately, I cannot apply there. So I will stick to the main four that I can apply to. There's four schools in Ontario. So we have U of T, McMaster, Queen's, and Western. So basically, they all vary slightly for their requirements of what they want. But for the most part, all of the degree, all of the programs require that you have any degree that you would find relevant. So that's why I think my, both my psychology and kinesiology are pretty relevant to the field, especially when I look at the courses I've been taking and the courses that are offered in the programs. Um, so you would just basically need any degree that could be relevant as long as it's a four-year degree. And then based on that, they look at your GPA, your resume, and then they look for two reference letters. So that's usually one in the academic field and then one in like the professional field. And they usually recommend that to be someone who's like an OT or someone you've chatted before. And I get to shadow my mentor who is an OT starting next week actually, which is very exciting. Awesome. So that. And then, yeah, so basically you apply and you write like a cover letter, you give your resume. Yeah, you basically write like a letter of intent and why you wanna do this, all those kinds of things. And then basically up to that. And then one difference is that with McMaster, they do it a little bit differently. They basically rank everyone based on their GPA and then they give like mini interviews to like the top 200 candidates, I'd say. And then they have many interviews based off that and then they pick their people and the acceptance rate i'm not exactly what sure what it is but when looking at u of t i'm pretty sure they had over a thousand people apply and they accepted about 90 people so pretty competitive very competitive i thought you said 90 percent, and i'm like huh and then i was like no 90 people i was like oh <laughs> and that's across the mississauga and toronto campus so oh my god you couldn't tell u of t was my first choice <laughs> but that sounds like it honestly pretty good school <laughs> No, literally. So hopefully I get into that. Yeah. Cool. When is your application for that start? I'm pretty sure they start in around November. Mm -hmm. Yeah, November, December is when you can start applying. Okay, interesting. Is there like any sort of examination stuff that you have to do for like prior? Like, I know uh, like there's like an MCAT, there's a DAT, there's a LSAT. Uh, no, for you, for OT, I don't think there is. Um, okay. Yeah, at U of T there isn't, especially. McMaster might be because they have a little bit different requirements. I can double check. But for U of T, there is no like testing beforehand. Okay, cool. Wow, that was very knowledgeable. Thank you so much. Thank you, Google. That's my Google <laughs> Home just talked. But anyways, um, wow. I mean, I just have one more question. But if you could go back, high school, Emily, any advice or any sort of tips that you'd give her at the time about life now? That is a very interesting question, I would say. Um, I feel like I would want to warn her about the pandemic. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know why that was the first thing that came to my head. But Invest in Bitcoin, please. Like, okay. Tell her, enjoy your life. Um, just go outside. Um, besides that, but some tips. I would honestly just tell her she's doing fine. No need to stress. It is what it is. Like, even when I think back now, I was more stressed about my high school exams than my exams right now. I don't know if that's a bad thing or not, but <laughs> I would definitely let her know that life happens. You can't always stress. You can't always determine everything. You just got to try your best and what happens, happens. We love that. And on that note, I think we're ready to wrap up the podcast. Emily, any final comments, anything you want to plug before we sign off? No, I think that's it for me, Vinny. Unless you want to go follow my Instagram or whatever. <laughs> or any of my any of my volunteering. Any of those. But yeah. I don't know. Awesome. Well, 
thank you everyone for tuning into another episode of the DTU podcast. If you want to reach out, if you want to tell us about topics you want to hear about, let us know. But apart from that, um, thank you so much, Emily, again. We love hearing from you. And this is Bridget signing off. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Bye. Bye.